Greetings, friends, and welcome to I Think Speech. I am Hazel Archer Ginsburg. And today in the Windy City, on this eve of All Hallows' Eve, yeah, it's been raining for three days. The gray rain is pulling the leaves off the trees. So our yard is full of crumpled brown oak leaves and yellow fans from the chestnuts and ginkgo. Our neighbor has a, a bright red Japanese maple and uh, oh, the rich gold of the beach lie in heaps like the embers of summer's fire. A tree in summer is shaped like the alchemical symbol for fire, the upward pointing triangle. It spreads its leaves and reaches up to absorb the sun's rays, transforming light into food through the process of photosynthesis. It's magic, transformation, transmutation, which is what All Hallows' Eve, that this tide of connection with the other side is all about. And at this time, the life forces return to the roots, right? the roots of our ancestors, the roots of the trees. Energetically, it uh, brings this, this downward, it represents a, a downward pointing triangle, right? This is the symbol for water. So now the tree's work is different, but every bit as important as in the growing season. So the fallen leaves, we, we leave them. We don't break them up. God forbid, they protect the soil from being washed away by the, by the winter snow. They also provide a veritable feast for insects and microorganisms who break these leaves down to increase the availability of nutrients to the soil and the roots of the tree. So, yeah. It's a beautiful thing and it's oh it smells so good too yeah these leaves this gift these gifts from the trees they teach us the importance of releasing you know knowing that each one of our past experiences whether they're you know we could call them good or bad whatever it is that this part of ourselves that we release, it has the potential of enriching the soil of our soul. So we have a lot to learn from the symbolism of the tree in fall. And the fire of the great spiritual sun that powers our evolutionary journey through countless lifetimes. And now it goes deep within to be absorbed and transformed in the cauldron of winter's inward light. Yeah, I'm always looking at the ancient traditions and in Irish and Scottish tradition, uh, this festival known as Samhain, which means summer's end, the end of the light half of the year. It's this cauldron, this imagery of the cauldron stirred by the dark goddess. It's really through this alchemy that, that we are cooked, right? <laughs> We're cooked in this cauldron of the dark goddess to provide nourishment for another cycle of soul growth. 
I was thinking about that today. And then I, I ran across this article about how Irish families, you know, fixed charms, not only using trees, but also they put these charms onto all kinds of vegetables. <clears throat> you know, things that were harvested at this time of year. Potato, cabbage, kale, onions. And of course I knew that, but <laughs> I had never heard of the quote, kale-based Halloween rituals. That's right, I said kale. <laughs> These were practiced across the British Isles. How Scottish youth sneak into local farms or, or onto their neighbors' gardens at midnight, and they blindfold each other and pull up stalks of kale from the ground and read them. Right? They're, they're analyzing their length and their girth and the quality of their cores, the amount of dirt caked onto them to divine what kind of a partner that they'll marry. So according to folk folklore, some people would hang the kale over their door over, overnight and then place it under their pillow to prompt prophetic dreams. And children who one a little sister or brother would place a stalk of kale outside their parents' door to nudge a sibling into being. I love it. So these, these popular accounts describe these ritual divination games, right? As ancient as, as Celtic pra practices. But I guess the first clear evidence people always like to point to, you know, a year or an evidence or whatever, that this blindfold midnight kale picking in Scotland crops up, uh -huh, was in, a seven, in 1769, this travelogue of all places. It was also featured in a poem by Robert Burn, Burns called um, Halloween. He was a, a Scottish literary hero. Uh, who wrote this poem in 1785. So yeah, and from there it crops up frequently in, in regional folklore collections and such. So yeah, of course, you know, Halloween, the, the, these traditional, during this time of harvest, right, the traditional cabbage and kale harvest happens. So it's not surprising that these Foods are available and people are working with them. It's the end of the year. All of the energies of the, the summer have gone into these, these hearty uh, vegetables. <laughs> and uh, actually, Scottish newspapers talked about how people in Halloween parades would wield kale stalks topped with candles as torches. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we know kale. It's like the rage nowadays, right? Kale trips and all. But it's a really hardy crop. It's and its cousin, cabbage. Can't go wrong with that. And really, these two crops can be grown by even the poorest folks, right? Because they, they they were just hardy and they they always they always grew. So actually in Scotland, kale was so ubiquitous that home gardens are still often called kale yards. And um, I was reading about how the bells of St. Giles Cathedral in Edinburgh tolling at noon, were that was called the kale bell because it would call the workers in from, you know, so that they could come in for their midday meal. 
I just, I just love all this lore. It's so important, you know, and there are, there are tons of other Halloween divination traditions based on matchmaking and using common food. <laughs> we could make, we could make a little um, travel log about food. <laughs> you know, this idea of cracking egg, white egg whites into water or dropping apple peels onto the ground and, you know, a of course, it would form the beloved's initials, and that's how you would know. And, you know, bobbing for apples, right? A, a homage to the harvesting of the apple trees. And this was really all about, you know, getting potential suitors to get up close and personal, right? And of course, in America, Halloween became a, a children's holiday focused on juvenile pranks and candy. So friends, unless we tune in again to our ancestors and honor the natural world, this holy season meant to communicate with so-called dead who are oh so near in the spiritual world right now, along with those souls waiting to be reborn, right? The unborn. If, if, we, if we don't make these connections, then our Halloween is left loveless and kale-less. <laughs> well, we'll just have to see you in the kale yard. Until then, peace.